Soul Sisters podcast. We are your hosts. I'm Aisha. I'm Kanisha. And this is a safe place where we discuss all things relationships, career, health, and more. Um, We hope that you find comfort in knowing that no matter where you are in your journey, you are not alone. So we want to welcome our listeners back to episode number eight. Um, If you did not tune in last week for episode seven, um, we had an interview with Jamila Carney of Agape Yoga Street. Jamila had shared a lot of good information um, and reviewed a lot of myths in the intersection between yoga and religion. And so this week in episode eight, we're going to pick up at part two of that. So let's talk about these poses. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I um, was at a different event where you came and you broke down all these poses. Mm -hmm. And I just thought it was phenomenal. First of all, just to, again, hear a different perspective on it. But these poses that we might do at any time, and you just put something on. I can remember one, which I'm sure you're going to go through them all. Which one? The one where you just lay on your back, and you like, my heart is open. Open. Like, uh... Yeah, I, th- I thought that I'm like I just lay on my back and just be you know, <laughs> because, <laughs> because so our kneeling posture. So we talked about the different postures. So Kanisha is talking about an event. Okay, that's that's what I got. I got that. I want an ain't doing that. Okay, there we go. Share file. So, Kanisha, so shouts out for those of you who are in the Milwaukee area. Lady Camille Monk and Camille Monk Ministries is a thing. Do you hear me? Um, And I am grateful for her. Um, I'm grateful for her husband, um, the Reverend and Pastor Raymond Monk over there at Ephesians Missionary Baptist Church because they thought of not robbery to bring me into the sanctuary. Mm -hmm. And, y'all, what they did was moved out of the seats. Yeah, in the we sanctuary on, the floor, on our yoga and mats we brought in our yoga mats <laughs> and it was at that moment that i realized a prayer that i hadn't even prayed had been answered yes. i was having a conversation with some of my pastor friends i got a lot of pastor friends because i don't know i guess because i'm something like a pastor but i don't belong to the church i belong to the streets <laughs> Um having a conversation with some of my pastor friends and so they was like you ready to be a pastor of a church I said, is the church ready to remove all of the pews and replace them with yoga mats? Mm -hmm. Because when the church gets to that point, then I'm ready to pastor. And so on that day, at that time, as I was walking up to the platform, I didn't even pray that prayer for real, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't kneel on my knees. I didn't say, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. If it be your will, God see fit to do this out of the other I was having a conversation with a friend of mine and God showed me that be careful about what you say and I, I'm just thinking I can imagine you walking in because when I walked in I was like wow you know like this is amazing to have it you know all laid out like that but for you to walk in and see that and it's something that you've actually said and listen likely thought would never happen 
Right. Because that's just not Cause that's where just we not, are. That's know? just not where we are. And that's not where we are in the black church. Yeah. Right? So I get invited places all the time to do these things. You know, that's where we can be in the com- in the convention center, in the conference mm-hmm. center. Mm-hmm. That's where we can be at the retreat center. Mm-hmm. That's where we can't be in the sanctuary. Right. But when that was where we were at, at the sanctuary, baby, I could have <laughs> shouted. However, I had to, I had to do what God had called me to do. And so uh, we talked about um, assuming the position. Oh, look at him. He got it together. Go ahead and put that on show mode. We finna be out here. And we're going to go through this a lot. Listen, if y'all want this, y'all can holler at your girl, Jamila at agapeyogastry.com. I'm sure I'm going to give y'all all of my handles at the end of this. But yes. this is what I want y'all to know. I did this called Assume the Position. And we talked about the postures and posturing ourselves in prayer. Now, the birds posture themselves when they get ready to mate, especially the men, right? Um, I said, because this was a women's event, I talked about how we as women position and posture ourselves to put ourselves in a position to get what we want or what we think we deserve. And so we talked about assuming the position. So um, click through that. We're going to go through these real quick. Um, so, yep, see, put the Bible on it. Pray passionately in spirit as you constantly intercede with every form of prayer at all times. That's Ephesians 6, 18. Go to the next slide. Go to the next slide. See, this going to go all the way through because, you know, I had a whole presentation. Yep. Boom. Back. Standing postures. So here we're going to talk about. These standing postures, and these are simply postures where you got two feet on the ground and you're standing upright. Hit that next slide for me. And all of those bullet points. Oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Yep. There we go. So standing, standing is about giving honor, reverence, and adoration. Stand to your feet as we give glory to God, right? Stand for the bishop. Stand for the president. When we, um, when Giannis Antetokounmpo was doing the things that he was doing on the basketball court, we would stand and clap, right? Praise, worship, and thanksgiving. When we are in worship, usually doing praise and worship, what are we doing? Standing, right? And then standing is a form of strength. Like when we stand, we say, I stand 10 toes down. That means you bought that life. So in prayer, you stand. And then folks talking about some, okay, show me in the Bible where they standing in prayer. Here we go. First Samuel 1 and 26. That's the Old Testament. And she said to him, that's Hannah who talking, y'all, who had prayed to God for a baby because she couldn't have none. Pardon me, my Lord, as surely as you live, I am the woman who stood here beside you praying to the Lord. So Hannah was a woman who wanted to have a baby because you got to read history and a woman of status were women that had children. Hannah did not have any children and could not have any children. She was barren. So she was praying and praying so much so that the priest that was walking to the temple thought she was drunk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So when she actually had the baby named Samuel, who became a prophet and actually like spiritual advisor to Saul, who was the first king of Israel. Boom, she stood and prayed that prayer and God gave her not only a son 
gave her Samuel, who was out here in these streets. So that's standing postures. Um, you can skip that because that's just another one. Seated postures. So when we sit before God, what are we doing? We're inquiring. We're seeking. We're asking for guiding. Sit at the feet of Jesus. When um, I, Mary or Martha, it's in Luke, y'all. Mary or Martha, one of them was in the kitchen getting dinner together. The other one was sitting at Jesus's feet. She just wanted to hear what Jesus had to say. How was your day, Jesus? And so the one that was in the kitchen was like, Jesus, you see the greens ain't ready and the cornbread is in the oven and I got to slice the turkey and the cheese need to be shredded. And you see, she just sitting up there minding your business. And Jesus said to her, she had the she had the greater position because she's seated. So seating is also like submitting or surrendering, or we sitting down right now having a conversation. And that's what prayer is, having a conversation. So the seated postures is physically saying with our bodies that we're doing these things with our minds and our spirits. And so, boom, King David went and sat before the Lord and he said, Who am I, sovereign Lord? Sat. That's what the, the Bible says, sat. I didn't say that. The Bible said. And he said, sat before who? The Lord. And he said, when you sit before the Lord and start talking, what you doing? Praying. Go on to the next slide. <laughs> and here we go. Go back to that one because that was Mary and Martha. So she had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. You can't talk and listen at the same time. This is also talking about meditation, and I didn't even know that. She sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he had to say. Boom, go on. The kneeling posture, this is what we know, because as kids, this is how we're taught to pray. You kneel at the side of the bed. You get on your knees. In the Catholic Church, they got the kneeling benches right there in the sanctuary. So when it becomes prayer time at the Catholic Church, you pull the little kneeling bench out, and you actually kneel in service. So kneeling is the posture that we are most familiar with in prayer. So what are we seeing with our bodies when we kneel? Humble. Men. When y'all do wrong and you want your lady to forgive you, what you do? You get down on your knee. <laughs> when you propose marriage, what do you do? You get down on your knee. When you are sorry, like repenting, like for reals, like sorry, sorry, you get down on your knees. Or when you getting arrested. Or you're getting captured. Like a lot of times when these militants come and seize these places, you see the hostages what? On their knees. Mm -hmm. So this is humility, honor, repentance. This is the kneeling posture. Go ahead, hit hit the slide one, two, because then we'll get a boom. This Because I gave the people an Old Testament scripture and a New Testament scripture. When Paul had finished speaking, he knelt down with all of them and prayed. So that's what we're more accustomed to kneeling when we pray. But we can stand and pray. We can sit and pray. We can kneel and pray. Boom, here we go. We're going to get real good. This is a pronated posture. 
So this is the posture of worship. I like to say this is the posture that the 24 elders are in seated around the throne in heaven because they say they kneel before him, cast their crowns and bow before him. So this is the bowing postures are the pronated postures. So the pronated postures talking about urgency, emergency, humility, and then ultimate surrender, right? When it's, when it's, when it's real, like a little kid really wants something, and they fall out and have that temper tantrum. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's urgent. They got to have it. And they got to have it now. And if they don't, life is going to end. And so when we get into these pronated postures, what we're saying to God is, hey, this is an emergency. I need it. And I need it now. Please do it and do it now. And so where do they pronate themselves in the Bible? I'm so glad you asked. (laughs) Then Joshua tore his clothes and fell face down to the ground before the ark of the Lord remaining there till evening. Baby, he, he was there for a while fell on his face and let me help y'all to understand Joshua was the warrior of warriors that helped Moses and the Israelites actually get to the promised land like he was the general like he was the HNIC he was the one that was leading the fight okay and the ark of the Lord because they built this structure and they believed that it was this particular structure is where the spirit of the Lord God was and that's why you see the Ark of the Covenant going before them in battle because that was God going before them so he fell face down pronated before God and y'all can read about Joshua Joshua one of my favorites because I like to fight um, <laughs> go to the next one and then Finally, the lying down postures. And let me tell you, the lying down posture in lying flat on your back um, with the legs extended and the arms out to the sides, it's called Shavasana. That's Sanskrit. That is what um, the language that yoga is written in. And Sanskrit Shavasana means dead man pose. So at this point, when we die to ourselves, when we don't move, when we are still and we are quiet, we can enjoy God's presence and his goodness. If we're laying flat on our backs, like I told them, the ladies that were there, our hearts are exposed. We're, we're completely open, vulnerable, and helpless so that God can help more Mm -hmm. and it's when we get to our wits end when we die to ourselves for real is when God really can do what God wants to do in our lives but we have to give God permission y'all don't believe me that's not in the Bible I'm gonna show you in peace I will lie down and sleep for you alone Lord make me dwell in safety that's David give me another one I got another psalm he makes me to lie down in green pastures what that's psalm 23 all day long all the church kids know that (laughs) so you mean to tell me god honors and almost puts us in a position to lay down in green pastures y'all go back and read psalm 23 and talk about meditating on god's creation actually read lots of the psalms where david's talking about i look to the hills from what's coming my hill oh he meditating on god's creation or i look to the moon and stars you created them how wonderful you put the stars in the sky like y'all read 
your Bible. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we talked about. And um, so that was getting positioned. So everybody chose a position of where they were in their life. And then the prophetess came and prayed heaven down. And I think that's why I like that last one so much. Not that I'm necessarily at that wit's end, but it was like, you know, it's just you and God. Like, God, you can have me. I'm open. I am, you know, ready to receive. That's yes. kind of how I took that that last post. And so, although all of them obviously have been ones that I've been in before, you know, like you say, you get to those points where it's like, okay, God, now I got to lay out because you must didn't hear me. When you must didn't hear me. Up, yeah. Or when I was sitting down. Or when I was sitting so down or when let, I was kneeling. Let, let, let me put my so face you know on the ground. Yeah. And then when, and then even in the there there is a traditional sequence to yoga. So there's opening, there's um, a warm up, there's kind of the heart of the practice there's the cool down Mm -hmm. and then there's the rest at the end six days god labored on the seventh day he rested he did no work therefore that tenth commandment say honor the sabbath and keep it holy and we're not talking about a day of the week but i mean if you want to take a day that you don't do nothing but you can honor the Sabbath every time that you lay down and just don't do mm-hmm. nothing mm-hmm. at all. And after you've done all you can, there really is nothing left to do. Yep, the doors of the church is open. Will there be one? Will there be one? Listen, I'm telling y'all, I could talk about this all day and all night. Um, I truly believe that this was a ministry that God had given me. And when, I'm going to tell y'all this story. Because we're talking about church, right? And we're talking about intersectionality of Christianity and yoga. And we're talking about, specifically because my experience is in the black church. Because... I'm black. Um, I've been a dancer, like I said, all of my life. Um, I was at a dance conference, um, and I had been praying for the gift of speaking in tongues because there's a particular um, denomination that believes that you have not been baptized by the Holy Spirit unless you can speak in tongues. And I had got exposed at this one church, went and danced my heart out. Do you hear me? Laid it out. The woman of God called me up to the front in front of everybody. Now, first of all, I'm huffing and puffing because I didn't dance for eight minutes straight. And um, I had to pull on the glory of God for like the 150 people that was in the room. So I was tired. Mm-hmm. And so she said, have you been baptized with the Holy Spirit? I said, did you not just see me <laughs> do things with my body that I can't do right now? I was like, yes. And she was like, start speaking in tongues. I just dropped my head and started praying. God, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. I don't have the gift of tongues. And before I knew it, guess what I was doing, y'all? Dancing. Mm-hmm. Your gift. And so I went to this church and I was praying and God said to me, sis, you've been speaking in tongues. Dancing is a language. Mm -hmm. Yoga is a language. Mm -hmm. So don't get caught up 
in the auditory language because if we look at Acts chapter 2, it wasn't a foreign language that the disciples were speaking. It was that everybody heard their own language. So if I can connect with somebody through dance or if I can connect with somebody through yoga or if I can connect with somebody through food and we can honor God in that, then I'm here to tell you, you are speaking in tongues mm -hmm. because it's a language that they understand that helps them to hear the gospel. And agape yoga tree is that. It's the, we use the unique movement, art of yoga, to not give honor to the breath, but to give honor to he who gives the breath. Yes, I love that. We talked about that yesterday, too. As you can see, we had a whole conversation yeah. about that. <laughs> um, but about hearing the audible voice of God. People are like, well, God must don't talk to me because I've never heard his voice. And it's like, he is in everything. Like, you may not ever hear audible voice. I know some people have, but you may not ever hear that. But in that feeling that you get, in that you just might be somewhere and, like, some don't feel quite right. That's God speaking to you. I mean, in so many different ways. It's not just one thing. It's just like the, not no. just one thing. My mm -mm. son, at six years old, and he told me this story as he got older. He was at six praying in the kitchen and was like, God, if you hear, rattle the blinds. He said, and the blinds moved. And so he said, God, if you hear, do something else. And he said, God did that. And he said, God, if you hear, say my name. And his little brother came running into the kitchen calling his name. Wow. So we talk about the voice of God. If you are expecting to hear from God, the voice will come in all different ways. I was good and pregnant. I had... Um, morning sickness, afternoon sickness, night sickness, oh. in the middle <laughs> night of sickness. And I was laying in the bed sick. The only thing that made me feel good was sleep, like not water, not crackers, not B12, nothing. Sleep is the only thing that made me feel better. I'm laying in the bed sick. God, why am I so sick? What is happening to me? The TV is playing. I'm watching the news. It's nighttime. Next, we're going to have a story of how morning sickness is tied to the health of your baby. God's voice came through the news anchor. <laughs> you know, God's voice a lot of times sounds like a whisper. Sometimes it sounds like a yell. God has yelled at me. And I have been like, okay, I'm sorry. I, I heard you the first time. I'm going to do what you said do. But you have to have a spirit of expectation. If you ask God to speak to you, and then you're looking for a particular way to hear right. that, that, you go miss yeah. the mark right. every time. Because you can't decide how he speaks. You just have to be open to, to hear. hear whatever way he decides to do it. You can't be like, I'm waiting for this voice and miss all the 20 other ways yeah. that he's trying to get your attention. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Well, you think about it, though. When it's taught, it was taught like a literal voice. That's why I think a lot yeah. of people miss it. Mm -hmm. But God connects with us in our own way. We were talking yesterday, and you had even mentioned and kind of confirmed for me, like, I love nature. That is, 
outdoors, being outside is my thing. And that's when I feel most connected to God. Whether it's sitting just on a bench or whether mm-hmm. I'm out walking, that is, that's like my element, you know. But earlier in my life, I was looking for that audible voice because, you know, or I was looking, listening for that whisper, not knowing that God speaks to us in our own special, unique way. And the mm-hmm. way he speaks to me is not the way he'll speak to the rest of you. Right. Or he may, you know, he's God. He does what he wants, but, right. but he communicates. He <laughs> That's definitely, the most, uh, he's definitely most communicating. Thing. Right, he's communicating. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, this, mm, yes, I'm, 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 I'm usually not this quiet, but this conversation was confirmed so much stuff for me that I'm just. I'm and again, no. God speaking. We just had this conversation yesterday. We don't talk about this. Ain't a regular conversation for us. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we talked about it a little bit because we right. knew you were coming. Right. But for it to be like you verbatim, said, like yeah, the stuff verb- that you said. Yes. I told y'all, I'm, I'm divinely aligned. Mm-hmm. And every day, I and I'm not a hundred percent divinely aligned. I'm human. Right. right. Um. You know. I'm today. I'm probably. 87 percent say today I, and it's a good day um but today a good day at 87 percent, honey because some days i'll be 40 percent. Um, but when you understand what god has called you to do and you are obedient to what god tells you to do god is going to line all of this up i mean Kanisha and I have interacted with each other just because we've been in similar space. She's had the opportunity to, you know, experience Agape Yoga Street. I met Aisha just a couple of weeks ago Mm -hmm. for the first time. Other than us having a very quick conversation about the flow of what we are going to Mm -hmm. do, I didn't we we don't have no script. No. Um, but I believe in the architect. Of the universe and the creator has the script and so I just go in there I don't be a whole lot of prepare I don't Mm -hmm. have a whole lot of notes I do that even when I preach because God I need it to be you Mm -hmm. so what I'm gonna do is read the scripture I'm gonna do some research on the scripture I'm gonna be prepared to get up and explain you know historically and culturally um, and in relevant context, what this scripture means. But then I got about 32 words, God. And if I'm supposed to go for 32 minutes, you're going to have to do the rest. Yes. So I am excited, ladies. Thank you um, for having me. I do want to share a couple yoga testimonies, if that's okay. Oh, um, Because people be like, um, you know, that stuff is out of worship and you conjuring up spirits and all kind of stuff and i'm gonna I'm be honest and do um <laughs> but listen greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world i'm gonna share two testimonies with y'all and then y'all can do whatever y'all want to do because this y'all podcast <laughs> um the first one is this I um, practice at a secular studio. I work at a secular studio and I practice at studios where there's Buddhas and all of this, that and the other. But when I walk into that space, greater is he that is in me than he that is in this yoga studio. Mm -hmm. And I invite you to have dominion in here. Um, I was practicing um, at my home studio and there was this lady that was there. Holy Spirit said, go practice next to her. 
I was like, I don't know her. She don't know me. Okay. And every week she came to class. Holy Spirit told me to go practice over there next to her. I said, okay. And so when she would, when her breath would be labored, when I could sense and hear that she was tired and that the practice was wearing her out, I would just pray. And I'd be like, God, honor my worship. Like, I'm interceding for her. Like, I, okay, make my breath her breath so that she can get through practice. Now, mind you, I don't know this woman. Mm-hmm. So after a couple months, she came to class and she got this plant for me. I want to give you this plant. And I was like, okay, thank <laughs> you. But why? And she was like, I had cancer. She said, and I took a homeopathic route. And so I met with a specialist and they gave me some oils and told me to do yoga. I just want to thank you. And so I had to really tell her what really was happening. I said, well, God had called me to come and practice next to you. And I said, so I heard you struggling. I didn't know what you were struggling with. I said, but I was interceding on your behalf. Sis ain't got got cancer no more. Ain't had cancer for a while. When I was struggling with my relationship with the institutional church, I spent lots of Sundays in the yoga studio on the mat. And um, with a secular teacher, Um, who practices um, or has practiced a lot of different religions. I don't know what religion she practiced. That ain't my business. That's between her and God. But it was in her class. I got on that mat and I said, God, I need answers and I need them now. I want to leave this church, but you have not given me permission. So I'm not going to. But please, 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 please. Please tell me something. On the mat, I'm going through the practice, and I heard, be still. I said, oh, okay, that's in Psalms somewhere. When I get home, I'm going to read it. And then he said, be still and know. Then I said, that's definitely, that's Psalms 46. I know that mm-hmm. one. He, then he said, I said, be still. I didn't say be quiet. <laughs> God, don't tell me not to be quiet because you know I be talking. And so I got home and I got to Psalms 46 and I'm a Bible scholar. Like I love the word of God so much, like because it's so rich Um, and it's very entertaining. Some of them stories in there better than some of these Netflix series that's on. But I kid you not, I was sitting and I was reading and I was praying and I was meditating and Psalm 46 took me to Psalm 42 and Psalm 42 took me somewhere in like Deuteronomy or or Leviticus or somewhere. I was all over the Bible in parts of the Bible that I had never read before. Like I got multiple Bibles out. I got my mm-hmm. I got my pen, I got my highlighter, I got my notebook and basically God led me to a scripture that talks about a Psalm 46 and then basically said to me your loyalty is to me your loyalty ain't to no church and because God talked to me like that he says sis I don't care what church you go to 
and I sobbed in the living room with my husband looking at me like, I don't, I don't know what to do. <laughs> but those were tears of joy. Mm-hmm. But Like relief. Relief. Yeah, but yeah. that revelation started on the yoga mat. It started with me setting an intention. God, I'm dedicating this time and this movement to this answer that I need only from you. Mm-hmm. And being open enough. To hear him talk in the yoga class while the music is going on and the teacher giving instructions and have sense enough to pause that in my mind to go home and follow that breadcrumb to get the revelation that I need. And yoga does that when you got the right guide. You know, um, I'm going to say this and then I'm going to be done. A friend of mine, um, because the spirit realm is the spirit realm. God is there. The devil is there, God's soldiers, and the enemy soldiers. It's the spirit realm. There's a lot that's going on. Um, and you can enter the spirit realm in multiple ways. And my girlfriend told me, sis, you in the spirit realm. And she said, you're in the spirit realm being guided by the Holy Spirit. So this is why you are effective when you are in the spirit realm, people getting into the spirit realm through windows, through the back door, like they they're coming in the wrong way. They coming in without a guide and they dibbling and dabbling in stuff that they don't have expertise in. Mm-hmm. And they in there like unadvised mm-hmm. and unaccompanied. And that's mm-hmm. a very dangerous, dangerous. place to be yeah. without the proper tour guide. You ever been lost in the city mm-hmm. and don't know where you going? Mm-hmm. And just out here willy-nilly. Like, that is what's happening. And I'm not coming for and don't flood my DMs. <laughs> I'm not coming for alternative practices. Right. I believe in the one true God. Mm-hmm. I believe in the maker of heaven and earth, the sea and everything that is in them. I believe that God wrapped himself in human flesh, called himself Jesus, and walked this earth for as long as he did. I believe that Jesus died. I believe when they rolled back the stone to anoint the body, the body was not there. I believe that Jesus walked this earth again. And I believe when Jesus ascended into heaven that final time that he sent the Holy Spirit. And I believe the Holy Spirit lives in me and around me. And I govern myself divinely aligned to that. Somebody else's story might be different. But I have friends that are Muslims. I have friends that are Jews. I have friends that are in the nation and friends that are in the Kojic Church. I got friends that said, I believe in God, but I will refuse. To step foot into an institution. But if you believe in the creator. The one true God. And we can have some conversation. Because every knee going to bow. And every tongue going to confess. In either life or death. That's not my responsibility. All I have to do is offer. And Agape Yoga Street does that. In the tongue of yoga. Mm-hmm. Say that. Yeah, those were awesome testimonies. And just some of what you said, it's like we talked about earlier, 
having the right intentions. So like you said, you were on that mat in the midst of whatever else that was going on in that studio. Your intention was what it was. You were focused on God. So that's what it's going to be. And again, people, you know, thinking if they do something, even if they're not sure about yoga or whatever, like God is going to shun them because you tried a yoga class. It's like, no. <laughs> you know, if you go there with the right intentions and you keep focused on him even while you're there, that he, he will honor that. He's not, people make it like God is this um, tyrant. Yeah, like waiting to like mm-hmm. punch you out or something. You know, like, no, that's not what he is. God no. is love at the end of the day. Yeah. So the rest of that is not, that doesn't match his qualities. It mm-hmm. does. And this is where the Jews and the Christians kind of have an issue because the Jews really think that God is that tyrant. Mm-hmm. Like, they really believe that Jesus is not the son of God because Jesus didn't come wrecking shop. Mm-hmm. But we know that when Jesus come back again, he coming mm-hmm. to wreck shop. You got to find God for yourself. You got to have a personal relationship with him. Um, And you got to listen to what God says to you. And Mm -hmm. listen, if I could be a witness, God going to say some crazy off the wall stuff to you because he said it to me. And I'd be like, what? You want me to do what? And he honors it because he's looking for obedience. He going to honor the obedience and he wants you to come to him. So if you don't know about yoga, ask him about it. Mm-hmm. And he and he may say it's for you. He may he say, say it ain't. Yep. And he may say the choice is yours. A lot of times that would he tell me, I don't care what you do. <laughs> I'm like, dang, but it'll be easier if you tell me what to do. So listen, it all starts with the creator. Yes. And we learn more about, the more we learn more about ourselves, the more about the world around us, Mm -hmm. the more we learn about the Creator. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you so much, Jamila. This has been awesome, informative, and fun. Confirming. (laughs) Thank you. Clarifying, supporting. I can just only imagine, um, you know, for some of the listeners that are listening, how listening to this could be so freeing for them definitely i mean in so many different ways so it makes me happy to even think about that just to think about you know somebody sitting and click on this and listen and be like oh my god this is what i needed Mm -hmm. you know i needed to hear this listen where the spirit of the lord is honey there is liberty yes it is so he is definitely here and for those that do click on and listen, and when they done, they like, well, let me find her. Let, let me go. find her. Listen, because <laughs> flew me out. Because I'm, I'm out here. I'm outside. I told y'all I don't belong to the church. I belong to the streets. And I'm trying to be out here in these streets. <laughs> out here in these yoga streets. So listen, uh, I am Jamila Carney, J-A-M-I-L-A-C-A-R-N, as in Nancy E-Y. That's who I am on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jamila J. Carney on Instagram. Um, I also have Agape Yoga Street on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. And you can go to my link tree, linktree, Jamila.carney. You can get all of the things. If you are here in the Milwaukee area, I teach at Embody Yoga MKE several times a week. EmbodyYogaMKE.com. Just click on the link, look at our class schedule, um, and come vibe with me. Um, follow Agape Yoga Street. 
um, on all of the social networks because I'm getting ready to do some of the things. Um, and um, my contact information, if you're interested in booking me to come and talk on yes, your podcast, you um, if you want me to come and do some yoga with your people, yes. um, if you want me to have a conversation with your pastor about um, yoga, I'm here for the smoke. Um, <laughs> I don't belong to the church. I belong to the streets. But no, seriously, um, I've been blessed to be able to do uh, women's and kids retreats, um, mm. vacation Bible school. Like if you are looking for an innovative way um, to engage people um, with the word of God and the spirit of God, it says in the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God and the word became flesh. That flesh became Jesus. We're supposed to model ourselves. So let the word become flesh through yoga. How at your girl. Jamila at agapeyogastry.com. Yes, yes, yes. I love it. Thank so you, definitely Jamila. look it up. Find you a class time to go to. As you can see, Jamila is a good time. So you will enjoy, I'm sure. And will. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as we close this out, again, we just want to thank our listeners. Again, like we said, hopefully you get something out of this. You are free from this. You become closer to God because of this. You learn how to stretch and do some yoga because of this. All of that stuff. So we thank you. For listening we hope that you continue to listen and share even if you listen to this today and you already in your yoga classes you already know all the things share it with somebody who doesn't mm-hmm. um, because I'm sure they could benefit from it as well so again thank you Jamila thank you to our listeners um, we sure we are sure you'll be back again so we don't yes. you know end it too hard because okay. it's like see you Listen. next time not bye yeah that's about that's what my grandma would say don't say bye say see you later right see you later <laughs> i say see you soon yeah <laughs> that's my thing hey i'm with that <laughs> all right so if you did not have a soul sister before now, now you, you have, have two. two so we thank you guys again and we will talk to y'all next time bye, bye.